Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about syncope. And if you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, you can follow along at zerodefinals.com slash syncope or in the neurology section of the Zero to Finals pediatrics book. So let's get straight into it. When the vagus nerve receives a strong stimulus, such as an emotional event, a painful sensation, or a change in temperature, it can stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system. Parasympathetic activation counteracts the sympathetic nervous system. And it's the sympathetic nervous system which is responsible for keeping the smooth muscles in blood vessels constricted. As the blood vessels delivering blood to the brain relax, the blood pressure in the cerebral circulation drops, leading to hypoperfusion of the brain tissue. This causes the patient to lose consciousness and faint. Let's talk about the signs and symptoms. Patients often remember the event and can recall how they felt prior to fainting. This is called the prodrome, and it involves feeling hot and clammy, sweaty, heavy, dizzy or lightheaded, having the vision go blurry or dark, and having a headache. A collateral history from someone that witnessed the event is essential to get an accurate impression of what happened. During a vasovagal episode, they may describe that the person suddenly lost consciousness and fell to the ground. They were unconscious on the ground for a few seconds to a minute as the blood returned to their brain and there may be some twitching, shaking, or convulsion activity, which can be confused with a seizure. The patient may feel a bit groggy after they've had a faint. However, this is different from the post-ictal period that follows a seizure. Post-ictal patients have a prolonged period of confusion, drowsiness, irritability, and disorientation. There may be incontinence with both seizures and syncopal episodes. Let's talk about the causes of syncope. When you're assessing someone presenting with a syncopal episode, the key is to establish whether this was a simple faint and the child is otherwise healthy, or whether the syncope was due to a significant underlying health problem. Simple faints without underlying pathology are harmless and they have no long-term implications. Primary syncope, or simple fainting, can be triggered by dehydration, missed meals, extended standing in a warm environment such as a school assembly, and a vasovagal response to a stimulus such as sudden surprise, pain or the sight of blood. Secondary causes of syncopal episodes are hypoglycemia or low blood sugar levels, dehydration, anemia, infection, anaphylaxis, arrhythmias, valvular heart disease, and hypertrophic obstructive cardiomyopathy. Let's talk more about assessment. Take a thorough history focusing on eliciting several key points, ideally with the help of a witness. You want to establish features that distinguish a syncopal episode from a seizure. And we'll talk in more detail about the differences between syncope and seizures shortly. Was the episode triggered by exercise? Syncope after exercise is more likely to be secondary to an underlying condition. What were the other triggers? Is there a concurrent illness, 
Do they have a fever or signs of infection? Was there an injury secondary to the faint? Do they have a head injury? Are there any associated cardiac symptoms such as palpitations or chest pain? Is there any associated neurological symptoms? Was there any seizure activity? And is there a family history, particularly of cardiac problems or sudden death? So let's go through briefly the differences between syncope and seizures. In syncope, there's often prolonged upright positioning before the event. There's lightheadedness before the event. There's sweating before the event. They may experience blurring or clouding of vision before they faint. There's reduced tone during the episode. There's a return to consciousness shortly after falling and there's no prolonged post-ictal period. With seizures, there's often epilepsy aura such as smells, tastes or deja vu before the event. There may be head turning or abnormal limb positioning during the event. There may be tonic-clonic activity, tongue biting or cyanosis. It may last more than five minutes and there's likely to be a prolonged post-ictal period. Next you want to perform a thorough examination focusing on eliciting several key points. Are there any physical injuries as a result of the faint, for example a head injury? Is there a concurrent illness such as infection or gastroenteritis? You want to perform a neurological examination to make sure there's no neurological deficit that might suggest the underlying cause. Perform a cardiac examination, specifically assessing the pulses, heart rate, rhythm and heart sounds. And perform a lying and standing blood pressure. There's a few investigations it's worth considering. An ECG is important, particularly assessing for arrhythmias and the QT interval to assess for long QT syndrome. A 24-hour ECG can be considered if paroxysmal arrhythmias are suspected. An echocardiogram can be useful to assess for structural heart disease if this is suspected. And blood tests, including a full blood count for anemia, electrolytes, which can be a cause of arrhythmias or seizures, and blood glucose levels to check for diabetes. Next, let's talk about management. Fainting is common in children, particularly teenage girls. Syncopal episodes usually resolve by the time the child reaches adulthood. The most important aspect of management is making a confident diagnosis and excluding other pathology. Seizures or underlying pathology need to be managed by an appropriate specialist. Once a simple vasovagal episode is diagnosed, reassurance and simple advice can be given to avoid dehydration, avoid missing meals, avoid standing still for long periods, and when experiencing prodromal symptoms such as sweating and dizziness, sit or lie down, have some water or something to eat, and rest until feeling better. So thanks for listening to this episode on syncope. A big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing this podcast. If you found the podcast helpful and you want written notes on this topic and all the other topics, head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of the Zero to Finals Pediatrics book. You can also find a full audiobook version of the Zero to Finals books on Audible, which are available to download so you can take all the topics with you wherever you go or listen to the books from cover to cover. 
You can also find notes, videos, illustrations, and questions completely free on the Zero to Finals website at zerodefinals.com. And I hope you tune in to the next episode where we'll talk about epilepsy.